from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. If you haven't subscribed to the show, what are you waiting for? Go now, subscribe on our YouTube channel or on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can catch all the latest content there. And right here, wherever you're watching or listening right now, make sure you give us a five-star rating. We've got a packed show today, including Apple, VMware, and Cisco with critical patches and fixes. The FTC going after Drizzly and a shakeup in the cybersecurity world. And I mean, pretty significant where a lot of downsizing is going on across the industry, kind of letting you know where things are headed. And what does that mean for practitioners? All that on today's show. So let me grab my double espresso and kick off this show with all of y'all with our traditional coffee cup. Cheers, my double espresso. Have a good one, folks. All right, we're going to get right into this morning's show. I just want to get all the sound interruptions of all the different DMs and IMs that come through. So here we go. Apple patches over 100 vulnerabilities with the release of the macOS Ventura 13 the 19th major release of its desktop operating system. In addition to several new features, Ventura 13 brings patches for more than 100 vulnerabilities. A total of 112 CVE identifiers are listed in the Apple Security Advisory for macOS Ventura 13, including issues that are specific to OS and flaws impacting third-party components. Make sure you get your Macs updated. VMware fixes uh, a critical Cloud Foundation remote code execution bug. So the folks over at VMware have been working hard to fix a critical vulnerability in the VMware Cloud Foundation, a hybrid cloud platform for running enterprise apps in both public and private uh, environments. The flaw CVE 2021-390144 is in the Xstream open source library used by Cloud Foundation and has an almost maximum CVSS v3 base score of 9.8 assigned by VMware. Can be exploded remotely by unauthenticated threat actors and low complexity attacks that don't require user authentication. Due to the unauthenticated endpoint that leverages the Xstream for endpoint serialization in the VMware Cloud Foundation, a malicious actor can get remote code execution in the context of root on the appliance itself. VMware has updated the Xstream version to 1.4.19 to resolve CVE 2021-39144. And there's also several workarounds, but get it updated if you can. Cisco's confirming the in the wild exploitation of two different VPN vulnerabilities. Cisco has also added these two flaws affecting the Cisco AnyConnect product to its known exploited vulnerabilities catalog. Talked about this yesterday. CVEs 2023-433 and 3153 both affect the AnyConnect secure mobility client for Windows. And now uh, Cisco is confirming that they're seeing out in the wild uh, exploitation of it. So you want to make sure you get it patched or get some workarounds there as well. The FTC targets Drizzly and its CEO over cybersecurity failures that led to the data breach. The CEOs of Drizzly, James Corey Rellis, uh, or Rellis, I'm sorry, over the company's poor data security practices. Because the company failed to implement st- strong protection for company data, two and a half million customers had their PII uh, exposed, which required this, uh, Drizzly and Rellis uh, of, of existing security issues two years prior to the breach and did nothing about it. The proposed order against Drizzly not only restricts the company with what uh, it can retain and collect going forward, but also ensures the CEO faces consequences for the company's carelessness. CEOs who take shortcuts on security should take note, according to FTC Director Samuel Samuel Levine. 
The Boston-based Drizzly, which was acquired by Uber in 2021, operates an online store where individuals of legal drinking age can order beer, wine, and alcohol. What could potentially go wrong with that one, folks? Um, so any new startup he's got, he's going to be held to a higher standard of cyber. So hire your CISO now. Make friends with CISOs, uh, Mr. Rellis. <laughs> Make sure whatever you do next as an entrepreneur, as a driver of this economy, as someone who with vision and guts um, that you get the right security people backing you up. So finally, we get to the story I've been really looking forward to this morning. A whole slew of cybersecurity companies are laying off staff. And the headline here talks about Sanac laying off 198 of their employees. It's a tough time when you're seeing these kinds of news come out. So in the blockbuster, said that, uh, Sanac said, uh, Sanac CEO Peter McKay said that they're Reducing their global workforce workforce by 198 employees or about 14% of its total workforce. Um, and it's uh, it's due to a significant market uh, shift. This is their second round of layoffs. The first happened in July where they cut 30 positions to navigate the looming economic headwinds. Yep, spoke the recessions is here. People are looking at uh, tech stocks. They're understanding that companies are looking to cut. And because of that, you're seeing a whole slew of layoffs come through and adjustment of sales as well. Um, so uh, Malwarebytes also in August laid off 125 workers. Um, IronNet laid off 55. OneTrust laid off 950 uh, people or 25% of their employees. CyberReason laid off 10% or, or uh, 200 people. Uh, Lace work said in May that it's laying off about 20% of its workforce. Um, um, so that so that's about 200 people. They, they said that they had over a thousand employees. Deep Instinct reported that uh, they're eliminating 10 percent of their workforce, and Automox laid off 75 people, or about 18 percent of their headcount as well. So, you know, cybersecurity remains a solid long-term bet, but right now these companies have to still report um, and, and show that they are able to get through. Um, what's going on in the marketplace uh, in order to address it fairly well um, and, and withstand the, 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 the uncoming, the, the coming recession. We're, we're already in a recession technically, but that's just showing you where the market is right now. And that's definitely, definitely significant. And here's what this means for me as a CISO, right? It doesn't mean these companies are bad. It actually means they're fiscally responsible in a way. And some may disagree with me here, but the fiscal responsibility is they may want to cut kind of the fluff role, some of the marketing roles, maybe some of the sales roles, maybe some of the you know project management roles, some of the non-critical roles. I, I don't know who's been laid off or not. I haven't seen all the data. So I'm just putting myself as a former startup CEO, uh, as, as, as you know, having twice held a CEO title. If I'm cutting people, I'm cutting the non-essential roles. I'm not really cutting engineers or R&D. Um, but I look at R&D budgets. I look at how many people do you have in your R&D team, product release, product roadmap. Is that slowing down? These are the kind of questions we want to be asking these companies as the layoff people. What's this layoff going to have an impact on from my point of view as a customer or a potential customer of your firm? And so um, if you're not getting the right answers, you're getting that woozy feeling in your stomach, walk away. That's a smart thing to do is walk away. You know, you can always come back next year. You can always, no one signs three-year contracts anymore. Most contracts are a year old. 
So maybe two can always come back. That's when the market gets better. That's it for the show today. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow to wrap up the show. Till then, have a great rest of your day. Most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.